Okay, thanks for jumping in and checking out this uh, kind of bonus podcast we're doing for our Bible reading plan. If you have been following along, we are, man, halfway through August, coming into the final third of the year, which is crazy to even think about. But if you've been following along and using the bookmarks and reading the Bible along with us this year, then kudos to you. And we just have some bonus material today. I'm joined, this is Pastor Quint, and I am joined by Pastor Adam. Hey, everybody. And uh, today we are going to talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 8. And so Adam's kind of got some thoughts and some things that stuck out to him as he was reading it. So I will let you go, Adam. Cool. Well, yeah, I just want to echo what Pastor Quint said. Props to everyone who's been just following along and reading their word. And whether you just started or you've been going since January 1st, just want to encourage you. It's so good just to read the Bible whenever. You know, don't let any condemnation come if you miss a week or if you're not doing it perfectly. Just engaging in the Word of God is so good for our hearts and our souls. And so um, I got the privilege of just reading through 1 Corinthians 8, just trying to uh, bring you guys something to uh, benefit you, benefit the body of Christ. So I'll just kind of give some overview uh, we are obviously reading First Corinthians, and this is a, a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a newly formed church in Corinth. That's where Corinthians comes from. And he had planted this church on a missionary journey that you could read about in Acts chapter 18. I know you all already read through Acts, but if you want to just peek back through there, I think it's the first 10 verses that uh, talks about Paul in, in Corinth and preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. And so these brand new believers in Corinth were mostly non-Jews. The Jews kind of rejected Paul, and he said, all right. I'm going to go to the Gentiles and preach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this church began out of a lot of people who would be considered heathen and sexually immoral, was a, sexual immorality was a huge problem in Corinth. Um, and these people got born again and they started to figure out, all right, how do we actually live out this authentic Christian walk with Jesus? And so they had questions for the Apostle Paul. They wrote him a letter actually. Um, and ask him questions on marriage, which would be chapter 7, which you just read. They asked him questions about spiritual gifts in chapter 12, about the resurrection in chapter 15 of this, at 1 Corinthians. And we're going to talk about matters of conscience is what chapter 8, they had some questions about things in life, like, well, what do we do about this? And so before we even jump in, I just want to encourage you to ask, if you have questions of like, how do I live out this Christian walk? The, the believers back in Corinth 2,000 years ago were asking, and I just encourage you to ask whether you ask a, a pastor or a trusted friend, someone who, who you know walks with the Lord Jesus, it's so good for us just as brothers and sisters to ask one another to, to grow in our, in our walk. Yeah, and even if I can jump in there, even uh, as you read the Word, ask the Holy Spirit, how, yeah, how do good. I walk this out? Uh, if I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 8 today, Holy Spirit, show me how this can apply in my life in 2021, you know? Mm. And the other thing I was thinking, I love, and it, I mean, I was, I was in my adult life um, when I actually started to realize how Corinthians applied to Acts chapter 17 or what, mm-hmm. 18, mm-hmm. whatever you just said. Um, like, it's like a web, right? Yeah. But to, so these are letters written in specific response to actual moments from earlier, you know. Acts is kind of the foreground, and yeah. then here are all these letters that come out of it. So it is cool to connect those dots, and hopefully uh, you have been doing that as you've been reading along and kind of seeing how some of these letters tie into specific churches that were planted in that Acts, that book of Acts. Yeah, very cool. The Bible is so alive. Yeah, that's, that is true. Okay, so we'll just jump right in. If you have your Bibles, you can get them out. I'm going to read from the NIV version, um, so maybe a little differently if you're reading from something else, but still the Word. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, we're just going to do the first three verses. Paul says, now about food, sacrifice to idols. 
So immediately we, we know what he's now talking about to the church. Now about food sacrificed to idols, Paul says, We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Or another translation, knowledge puffs up or makes arrogant while love edifies. In mm. verse 2 it says, Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. And so just a couple of things from these three verses as we start. <clears throat> the issue is about eating food sacrificed to idols. The people in Corinth were familiar with these temples and with these idols, and they used to probably practice that. And now they're wondering, well, can we eat this, these foods? Like, is this okay? Because like, we believe in Jesus now. But before Paul even addresses this pro- problem directly, he's, he, he zooms out. And he addresses a, a much bigger problem. And we see that in, um, in the end of verse 1 where he says, Knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Mm. So Paul is saying, God does not connect or relate to you and I in our knowledge. He's saying if you just are pursuing knowledge about God and you're pursuing knowledge and theology, it's going to puff you up and we're going to become prideful. And <laughs> maybe we know some people. Maybe we were those people. Um, if you're there right now, man, God can change you to really know him and not just know about him. But um, we know that the scripture says God is love. And so if we're going to meet and know God, it has to be in his love. It doesn't say God is knowledge. (laughs) Right. So we know him through his knowledge. (laughs) Right. So um, we know God through the love of God. And so knowing the rules and the commands of the Bible and intimately knowing God are very different things. You can really, I mean, it just, it's what the Pharisees were. They knew the, they knew the New Testament or the Old Testament front and back. They had it on their foreheads. They could quote it to you, but they did not actually know the God who wrote that that Old Testament. Right, right. And we can get into that same problem even with the New Testament, even with the Holy Spirit in us. We can get so caught up on knowing the Bible verses and principles and theologies that we actually miss the author who wrote those things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Second point on these first three verses, or third point, biblical and spiritual knowledge should always lead to greater love for God and others. So as, re- as you've been reading the, the last m- many months, eight months of this year and reading the Bible, we want to really make sure that what we're reading in the Bible is translating into our lives and we, we can love people. And that's a huge point to God. He doesn't want us just to be all heady. He wants us to love people in action. Right, right, for sure. So um, you can know the right things to do, but do them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus taught this with prayer and fasting in Matthew 6. He said, if when you do these things, don't do it like this. So they were praying and they were fasting, but they weren't doing it the right way. And as, as we close, I just want to touch on a verse in 1 Corinthians a few chapters later in verse in chapter 13. And it's always so good to, to read the full content of something when you're trying to understand it. So we're in chapter 8, but chapter 13 helps us understand chapter 8. And in chapter 13, it talks about these things that we can do that are actually really spiritual and really good, but they can actually not be good if they're apart from love. And, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in tongues of men or angels, but I don't have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Mm-hmm. If I have the gift of prophecy, so we want to speak in tongues, we want to prophesy, but Paul's making a real point. God is making a real point. It's not about doing these things or having the knowledge of, I know about prophecy and I know about tongues. Do we do them in love? It says, if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I am nothing. And then lastly, he says, if I give all I possess to the poor, so that's a good thing. God asks us to give. He's saying, if you give all that stuff to the poor, 
and I give over my body to hardship, I'm getting persecuted and suffering, but I don't have love, again, I gain nothing. And so that was such a huge point in this chapter where sometimes we can read through just a verse and miss that God is actually zooming out macro and saying, wait, it's, it's more than just food sacrificed to idols. And if you want to know the real answer Paul talks about in chapter 10, his answer is don't eat food sacrificed to idols. Then he touches on in chapter 8. But I just wanted to really focus on that major point about knowing God through our love and our love for one another. And that's when we really are close. And, and it says that we are then known by God. Yeah. You know, I think the whole... Um really the resounding lesson from this and the, the resounding lesson from the message that love is what builds up is it's those two words you said, zoom out. Like what God is most concerned with is who we are becoming and, yeah. and what God is most concerned with is how well we are loving each other. It's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just preached this message four days ago, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it, it, he's so much more concerned with just who we are becoming, not what we're doing, who we are loving, how we are loving them. And it always just comes back to motive and the heart and intent, and that's really what he's after. So I love that, man. Yeah, that's, so good. Yeah, we are becoming love, not becoming knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And knowledge is good. Yeah. Knowledge, oh, is, yeah. there's a place, and it's <laughs> necessary. It, yeah. But it cannot become an idol or something that that becomes a stumbling block. So great stuff, Adam. Thanks so much for sharing today. Hope you enjoyed this bonus podcast, and we will catch you next time. Thanks so much for reading along, following along, and we pray that God is blessing you as you are practicing through that. Amen.